Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And I figured I would do an interesting, or at least I, I hope it's interesting. It's, it's going to be interesting to me at the very least. And the hope is always that it will be interesting to you as well. A little thought exercise here and kind of reapproach the offseason conversation that is always ongoing and revolving around similar issues, especially without the team doing anything so far. And think about, project the, the season moving forward, but in a sort of best case and worst case scenario kind of way, but in particular with how it relates to what's going on now or not going on now in the roster department. In other words, with what they currently have on the roster, how are how could things go and how might that lead to inevitable shakeup because i feel and see and hear the fan frustration and the media frustration with the rockies not quote doing anything and i've spoken at length about why i think each individual thing why you know I think it was good that they skipped out on Chris Bryant or Jamison Tyone and so on and so forth, right? Or certainly Brandon Nimmo, eight years, what are you talking about? But that's certainly a microcosm of this larger conversation, which is that the Rockies don't know right now what their future is. They really don't. It could include a lot of what's currently on the team. It could include very little of what's on the team. They need to know what their core is. They need to know what they have and what they don't. We've had this conversation before, right? But I'm, I'm relaying the groundwork So as we get into the scenarios here. Because I think the reason that they're basically... They don't want to tie themselves to anybody long-term for either too much money or too many years, other than obviously Chris Bryant. That's the one they're in on, right? That's the one guy they know. He's going to be around. Kyle Freeland on the pitching side. He's got a contract as well. Everybody else, almost literally everybody else, could be gone after next season. Now, Ryan McMahon's got a bit of a contract as well, and you expect him to be around. But even that's a perfectly reasonable contract. He's such a great defensive player. If you needed to trade or move him, whatever. The, the Really, the two guys you know are cornerstones of the future one way or the other are Kyle Freeland and Chris Bryant. Charlie Blackman's likely to retire, if not after this season, then further on. We've talked before about Marquez. Free agent after the end of the season. If he's having a great first half, maybe he gets extended and he's one of those guys. If not, maybe he's not on the team in 2024, right? Those are the kinds of things that the Rockies need to find out. And then on the flip side, which one of these young players from a long list of Montero, Tolia, Veen after a, a little while, and even you could still include Brendan Rodgers in that because I still think there's there's growth to be seen there. And then a group of other guys who aren't as highly touted of, of prospects, but are very intriguing from Sean Bouchard and, and Brenton Doyle and, and a few others that are coming up through the system, right? So you need to learn about all of those guys. So let's say, now let's actually get into the exercise here, that the Rockies begin the season with the roster as is. I think they'll add a pitcher or two, but that's not going to change this dynamic that much. It'll raise the floor and help for the possibility of the best case scenario. So let's go through that second because it's more fun. So we'll end there, right? Let's talk about the worst case scenario based on what they've done here, which is, of course, that they get off to a miserable start. The 
pitching continues to be just as problematic as it was a season ago. Marquez continues to be bad. Freeland is fine. You know, again, if we're just saying it was what it was last year, you get no bounce back from Gomber. Gomber ends up being a flop. This would be, you know, a year if, if he's really bad in his third year, you know, that, that rookie season feels further and further away. And you go, that's a, that's likely to be a flop. You maybe still try to see if you can work him into a bullpen guy, but that's a huge bummer for the future of your franchise. If Gomber has gone two years in a row where he's really bad, that's one spot in your rotation. You were hoping you were going to have a solid guy for your future there that you don't have now, right? Senzatella returns from his injury, but just doesn't really have it anymore either. It shows no growth or, or has plateaued out to whatever have you, or, or the injury lingers. And at best he can be uh, a league average pitcher and who sometimes gives up, you know, as we've seen before, those, those five runs, six runs and in, in four or five innings types of games. Right. So that's your, your starting rotation, right? Then you have, of course, the likelihood of Lambert and Rollison just really not panning out. So they get their opportunities, but it turns out you've got nothing there. Those guys could end up being let go by the by season's end. Uh, you know, whether it's for health reasons or production reasons, they're very much starting to get into that Sam Hilliard, Garrett Hampson, Connor Joe territory of where you've been around for a while, even if we haven't seen you a ton because you've been hurt or whatever. You, we, we need to finally see it, or you may just end up being one of those guys who, who gets cut before ever really getting started here. Right. So that would be a worst case scenario for the pitching as well. And if that's how that goes, where, you know, Freeland is the only guy with a, say, an above average ERA plus, everybody else struggles. Uh, they don't really bring in another veteran. So it's just left up to those guys. That's a path to potentially your first ever 100 loss season. If Marquez is bad in particular, that can really tank you in a, in a rotation. Uh, it could be absolutely awful. Of course, position player-wise, worst-case scenario would, of course, have to include more injury problems from Chris Bryant. Uh, I think that's really the only reasonable thing that should hold him back. He could always have a very, very down year. But again, we've seen even when he got out there last year, he can still hit. Uh, but either he doesn't play or he really, really doesn't produce, and then you're you're stuck with that, right? And you're, you're feeling bad about that. You go across the board. Uh, you could say, you know, Charlie Blackman gets a ton of playing time and it's a, a very difficult end to the career, right? He's a shell of himself and he hangs on too long and he gets too many at-bats because the Rockies are into playing the veterans too often. That would be another part of this worst case scenario is just generally playing the veterans too much. That would mean you know, a ton of Randall Gritchick and too much Jonathan Daza in center field and not enough of either getting on to somebody like Brenton Doyle or eventually Zach Veen playing those guys too much at below league average you know, doesn't really help you any. And now with some of this worst case scenario, like I'm going to talk about when I get to the best case stuff, the happy news is almost none of these would be super long-term problems. But what you really worry about in this situation is a missed opportunity to learn more about a player like Sean Bouchard or Brenton Doyle if you're giving too much time and attention and playing time to Randall Gritchick or even Jonathan Daza at this point, who I think has a certain value and maybe a guy, if the season is going well, who you're perfectly happy with his high floor in center field. But if things are going poorly, 
you're not going to learn anything new about Daza at this point or Gritchick, right? Where there's a ton of stuff to learn about these other guys. Uh, on the infield, you know, it would be a huge bummer to see Tovar not work out, not have the bat come around. The gloves is what it is. Uh, you're going to have a great defensive infield no matter what. But it would be, you know, the worst case scenario here is, again, the, the stagnation of the bats. Rodgers and McMahon stay where they are or even regress a little. Tovar doesn't arrive. And Crone, you know, starts getting old and starts feeling the, the aging curve there, right? That is your your worst case scenario. And the catcher, look, that, that catcher is what it is. <laughs> that is that just is what it is it, for most teams. So that is all perfectly plausible and, and the of course oh yeah and then the bullpen could be a dumpster fire that's just true any year you could just say that anytime any given time i don't need to go through the names to explain that but what's interesting about that scenario is other than a bryant injury and overplaying of the veterans none of those things kill the rockies for the long term one way or another they're still going to be giving playing time to some of the young guys. Tovar, like I said, is going to be the guy at shortstop. Uh, Tolia is going to be in there. Montero is going to get his at-bats for sure, especially if he can start to produce a little bit. That That's all going to happen, right? But the real question is how quickly do they move to those guys? The worse your season is going, and we did see the Rockies do this last year when they were really out of it, started playing the young guys a lot more. It was later in the season, but still. If that goes down, you know, you can trade Crone at that point. Either way, actually, worst or best case scenarios, you can trade veterans if you feel like you need to get an earlier start on playing the young guys, especially if anyone happens to be having a decent season. But you've at the very least learned what you don't have, which is a lot. But then you can go into next free agency period knowing that you're searching for a centerpiece, not pieces that are going to help build around, but a centerpiece to go alongside Chris Bryant and that it's not going to be Brendan Rogers or Ryan McMahon or Ezekiel Tovar or maybe Zach Veen even. Now, again, that, that's, kind of, that's kind of the hard, tough one because that'll all depend on when he's ready or not. But... Or you'll need, you'll say, oh man, they got to go get a pitcher, right? Marquez isn't doing it anymore. Uh, Freeland's fine, but the rest of these guys not having that. You, you got to go out and get a whole new pitching staff. Forget a pitcher, right? So it's a fascinating conundrum to be in because there's a scenario under which the Rockies do have their first ever 100 loss season. Things go terribly. And they're still in a decent position after the year with a good draft pick and a bunch of money coming off the books and a bunch of players who've shown that they don't need to be around for the future, which gives them the freedom to go out and decide what they are going to make their future look like at that point. Of course, it goes the other way. And and it's not even just like the entire team best case scenario, but just go situation by situation, switch from worst to best or or even just better, right? If Chris Bryant is healthy, he plays 135, 150 baseball games, somewhere in that range, right? And does his sort of number, normal, uh, you know, 130 OPS plus type of stuff. Then you feel a lot better, certainly about that contract. And you feel, okay, there's a, 
There's a centerpiece for the offense. We feel good about him moving forward. At the very least, you know you've got that. You figure out, let's say, Tolia, that whole thing. If it goes to the plus side, great. Now you've got uh, a gold glove caliber first baseman of the future since Crone's contract is up or he's been traded because he was playing well. Again, in a best case scenario, Crone's playing so well and Tolia's playing so well that you actually can afford to trade away a little bit of offense so that you can get some pitching. But you don't know that right now. So I see a lot of people going, well, you got to trade Crone because he's old and he hits and do, do whatever. You can do that at the trade deadline. Get roughly the same thing you're going to get for him right now. Maybe better if he's, you know, shown for a second year he can come back and really put up some big numbers here in a row. Maybe be a, a second-time all-star here with the team, something like that. And you can get something out of that guy. And I think that that's the better way to approach it is to do that kind of thing once you know. Because if Tolia is really not working out, but Crone is... He's not so old. You can't sign him to a, a smaller extension. Say, so let's just lock it down here at first base. Or maybe you like him as DH of the future. If you're like, okay, we know for sure Charlie Blackman's going to retire. And we like Montero at first. Or maybe you like Montero at DH and Crone at first. But you'll know after the year, right? So the best and worst case scenario at each one of those positions. Now, a worst case scenario at shortstop, you're kind of stuck. Uh, you you got to wait for Adiel Amador. I guess you could go out and sign a guy, but that would be a bummer for a couple of years if Tovar can't figure it out. That's one you're really, really kind of hoping for. Obviously, like I said, the rotation, that would be the biggest disaster. That's the hardest one to go out and fix. But that's the kind of thing where you actually can enter a soft rebuild, not a losing on purpose type of a rebuild, but something where you, you recognize, hey, we've got to let the young guys play and just let players like Crone and Marquez and Blackman go if it's not working out for him here or in Blackman's case it's just time to go that's what you need to do what I think will be really really fascinating about all of this though is if they will get active at the trade deadline because what they're setting up here is like I just said where it's a show me year it's a let Let's all learn about each one of these individual players and make our decisions based on their performance this upcoming year. There's a lot of guys who should be able to show they're either a part of the future or they're not. The guys who are, you invest in them, you lock them up, you do what you can to make them a part of the future. The rest of them, you either trade or you let their contracts expire, whatever. I know a lot of people don't like that, but whatever it is, you get them off the roster for the next year. And then they are going to have quite a bit of money to spend. Uh, and But what do they do with that trade deadline? Because if things are going very, very poorly, and I said last year I didn't think they needed to unload all those guys, but if it's going very poorly again this year, then you really do need to unload Crone and Bard if they're playing incredibly well. If Blackman is having some sort of last season renaissance and you know, wouldn't kill you to see him in another jersey and he wouldn't kill you to be in another jersey and all of that. Maybe you do consider like letting him go finish his career with a contender if the Rockies are way out of it and he wants to go DH for some team that's on a hot postseason run or something. There's a, there's a possibility that could be fun. But there's also the possibility that the pitchers do bounce back, that things get together for Gomber 
and Freeland and Marquez that Sensatella comes back, Barnstorm and the Rockies make uh, an addition here or there. And then they will have prospect capital to deal at the deadline if they want to build around the core that they've already got. Because Marquez could be a part of your core of your future. Maybe Brendan Rodgers will be a power for the offense. McMahon can be a part of your core. Tovar could be a part of your core. Absolutely, Tolia, Montero, Veen are guys that could be a part of your core, but you just don't know. Once you learn, then you can start building around them. And I think that they'll need to be active at next year's trade deadline either way, and they really haven't been for a long time. And I think that's the way in which the kind of 35,000 foot view of this, right? The wide angle lens, which I think you've always got to do when people talk about, oh, the team's bad, so they need to have a big off season. There are certain things you don't do based on the roster that you've got. And making a bunch of signings right now just doesn't make sense because you don't know for sure what you need other than pitching, other than I've said all off season, pitching, 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 pitching. But every single position on the diamond from a position player standpoint is something that could either be a need or a strength with what you already have a year from now. Once you learn those things, you can make the moves to build around those guys because some of these guys aren't going to make it. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, it's just always the case, right? Some of them it's not going to pan out for. But some of them are also going to be surprise, you know, massive contributors. Maybe not massive, but, you know, certainly guys who have their seasons where they really contribute to the club. Brenton Doyle and Sean Bouchard, guys, I'm very, very interested to see what they can do. So once we start seeing these guys at spring training, these will be the two big, I think, test points to see if the Rockies really are doing this. And I think that they are, but we'll know that I'm wrong if, you know, spring training comes out and they're sending the young guys down really early and they're just going to run with Gritchick in the outfield and, and that type of stuff, right? And and say if one of either Tolia or Montero doesn't even make the roster, then you'll know that like, oh, okay, they're just trying to be stubborn and win with veterans that they think they have that'll be better than they were before. Uh, And then it's that trade deadline because either way, good or bad, if you're bad, it's time to start making those changes then and really clearing out space for the young guys to play and, and adding even more fresh talent to your farm system. But if you're good That's the time to invest in this core, move some of the lower minors guys that you have that are going to be redundant. If it turns out you've got your shortstop of the future in Ezekiel Tovar, you can trade Adiel Amador for some pretty good help that can come in and make you immediately better and build around that guy as a new part of your core. Uh, Same thing with you know, several other spots, like we've said, on the diamond, whether it's, you know, like Tovar or sorry, sorry, Tolia or Montero. And so you're moving on from Crone or if 
one of these, uh, Veen really hits in the outfield. But right before that, Doyle and Bouchard were showing you everything that they can do. So now they've got a little bit of trade value and you can get something for them or whatever it may be, right? That All those things. But you have to be active at that point because it's it's a, like this. There's that great line from uh, The West Wing. It's been a long time since I've quoted The West Wing on the show. So I feel like I was due for one. Uh, and they're using a, a chess metaphor and it's like there's a whole war games thing but the they say to the president you know what's our move and then he says okay we're going to do this and he goes okay that's our next move and they said okay well what about after that he says well after our next move comes their next move right and the rockies are i think wisely in that sp- spot right now where they're watching their next move Right by there, I mean just sort of the landscape of Major League Baseball, the ridiculous contracts that were just handed out. What other teams in the division are doing? Uh, although that's going to matter less and less as we move forward, because the division you're not going to play the division opponents as much. I, th- I think people keep forgetting that. But still, kind of looking around at both the landscape and at their own players. Right, it's their move. Right now, it's their move. The players have to show what they can do. The players have to prove to a man that they can either still hang or that they can hang at all or that they're going to be a part of the future. And if not, well, after their next move comes your next move. And that's when they have to actually act upon what they've seen. And they can't wait until next offseason to do it. I've never been a big proponent of you got to trade every player at the trade deadline who's not playing well. But this season is a vortex point for this club. It is a huge show me season. It's the one that decides if the future of the team is going to look similar to what it has the last couple of year, but years, but with an injection of young talent, that's going to take them back into contention, or if it's going to have to look very, very different from what they have the last couple of years. And either way, that process needs to be started in motion by the trade deadline. So that was my kind of looking forward at the first half of next season, the two ways that can go. Obviously, there's in between there. There's the, well, some of the good things happen, some of the bad things happen. You're you're stuck in mediocrity. But again, whatever those things are will determine what you've got to do then. Because you should have enough information about certain guys at certain positions to either commit to them or not. And... and that's exactly it. Commit or not commit. Those are your two options. This wavering middle ground of let's continue to see does not work. And that's the one thing this offseason, I wrote about it on milehighsports.com that I think Bill Schmidt has done well, is said, you know, we've seen enough of Garrett Hampson. We've seen enough of Sam Hilliard. We've seen enough of Connor Joe. They've got great abilities, natural abilities. They've got great athleticism. Maybe they'll even take off with another team, but it's not working here and we have to move on. That same mentality has to be applied now to the players who are more toward the top of the roster and have mattered more to the club and it hurts. It's going to hurt to see if if Marquez can't get it together. That's going to be the toughest one, man. That guy has shown such an ability to pitch here and, and, and an ability even to dominate here. And if he can't get it together, you can't build your future around him. But if he does, then last year was a blip on the radar. And he should be your presumed number one guy going forward. If he comes out of the gate and he's fantastic, that's your guy. But if not, you got to move on. And it's heartbreaking. I love Armand Marquez. 
But that's the, and this season's going to be all of that. Everyone's auditioning on a stage. Except for Charlie Blackman, who's taking his final bow. But it should be fun. I think guys are going to play their hearts out knowing that. You know, everyone is playing for a job. So let me know what you think, who you think is going to make it, who you think isn't. Uh, and if you agree with my, uh, my assessment here, this is essentially an inflection point, right? This is the... You know, ground zero, everything comes down to what happens this year determines the future of the next five or six years of the franchise. And I think you've got to let it play out a little bit and then you act hard. Let me know what you think of that. If it makes sense to you that that's why the Rockies haven't really gotten involved uh, this offseason. But uh, yeah, always interested to hear your thoughts on the Discord out there on Twitter. Any of those fun places to be talking baseball, you know I appreciate you. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network and checking, of course, all of the written content out at milehighsports.com. Thank you, as always, for being absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.